Father, we thank you for your precious word. Thank you for your people. We believe in your word. We trust in you. And we thank you for this victory in Jesus' mighty name. Anoint these lips of clay. Let your spirit rule and reign. Think through my mind. Speak through these vocal cords. All of you and none of me. I pray for this anointing. People need to hear you. They need to understand you in this season. They need to know what your will is for their lives. There are others that are pressing in. I lift up especially Haley to you today. She's your daughter. I pray to touch her. I pray to speak to her. I pray that you give her the breakthrough that she needs. Father, her face and her name keeps coming up in my spirit. But I pray that you will touch Haley in a special way. Meet her at a point of need. Show her who you are. Let her have a God encounter that she'll never be the same again. Healing in your vessel, precious one. God will touch you in a special way this morning. I bless you today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Many of you don't know who's Haley. Keep it right there. I'm praying for you. Amen. Amen and amen. We are in the season of still teaching made for, domin for dominion. But I want to get into something that God has given us through this fast. It's called the prayer grid. And I want you to just put up the prayer grid for me this morning. The title of my sermon this morning is Working the Grid. Everybody say, Working the Grid. So for many people, when we speak about, when we speak about the grid, um, most people, we understand that getting off the grid means you're not paying for water and you're not paying for electricity. And for our preaching in the kingdom of God, we've been teaching many people that get off the world system. It's their grid. Some of you need to go back and go and watch the movie. What's your pastor's favorite movie? You need to go back and watch it. It's becoming real in this generation, in this hour. Go and see what the enemy is doing. And they want to make sure that the people stay in this matrix. But I am the Neo to this generation. Teaching you how to get off the system. And we are helping people get off the grid. But here's what's important. Most of the people we speak about, I'm getting off the system. But don't know how to get onto God's system. How does God's grid then work? And so the revelation to this generation in the last three days and more, God has been speaking to us about this, the Our Father prayer. And it is found on this kingdom prayer grid. This, this grid will be in our new book called The Game of Kings. Pray for us. The launch is going to happen in December with a prayer journal. Come on, clap. Clap and encourage us around that. Hallelujah. You see, when you're off the system, you still have power and water, but it's built in. Did we just trip? Are we still good? We good? My, my greater concern is the people online. They need to get the word. Let me know that we're good. Okay. When you're off the system, you still get power and you still get water, but you're not paying for it. 
Somebody should be happy right there. Because your life gets built independently of the power lines and the supply. And so what God is teaching you in the season around the kingdom of God is to get off the system and to get onto the grid with God. Because God also has a grid. And His grid is independent of this world system. In fact, it is what was originally designed by God. And when you get onto the grid with God, you have the Spirit of God that shows you the things that have been freely given to you. And so in Acts chapter 10 and verse 34, then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth I perceive that God shows no partiality. Somebody say God's got no favorites. God shows no favoritism, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works the system, works righteousness, is accepted by him. Anybody across the globe, anybody, anytime, it doesn't matter what nation you're in, God has got no favorites. So you don't have to beg anybody, you don't have to go in and... and, and and cheat somebody because if you work the system, the system will work for you. If you work the grid, the grid's going to work for you. What we've discovered is on the grid, you've got 12 key points of how to pray over this. God, and I want to share this through this, through this preaching grid, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 5. Very powerful revelation around the Our Father. Watch. And when... You pray, not if you pray. You were supposed to be praying. Are you a son and daughter of God? Say, when I pray. So, you shall not be like the hypocrites. You have a relationship with your father. This is different to anything else. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you pray, when you fast, not if you fast, when you fast, when you pray, when you give, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father, who is in the secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Anytime you give, anytime you pray, anytime you fast, there comes a reward with it. And when God sees what you do in your private bedroom and you are giving to God, serving God, praying, and you are fasting and seeking his face, he's going to make sure that the world sees your life is different. Because the reward is not private. Your prayer is private, but the reward is not private. The reward is open. The world will see that you've been touched by God. Glory. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. People that, are, that do not believe in God. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. He takes all of your life. He takes all of your past, your present, your future. 
He takes every single problem that you're going to ever face. He deals with your life from beginning to end. Your past, your, your fathers, your, your, your children, your grandchildren, your health, your, your finances, your influence. He puts it all in, wraps it up in one prayer. Only God can do that. Only God can do that. It says, therefore, do not be like them, for this is where you start when you, when you pray. He says, your father knows. So the things that you have need of before you ask him. But it's quite amazing because he says, God knows. So he's basically saying, take your shopping list of the things that you need and put it aside. Because that he knows. I mean, if he knows the things that we need of. He says when, you, when the kingdom's first, the things that the world is working for, he adds into your life. So think about that. We're not praying for things anymore. We're praying for wants. Because if we find, get our wants taken care of, your needs is supplied. So what is the wants? The once is in the prayer. This is how you pray. In this th manner, therefore pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Everybody said, Amen. He persists on something that's really needed in the kingdom in the next verse. Verse 14 says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. He makes special mention about that. Because all is good with heaven, but sometimes we have issues with men. Anybody with me? I mean, I just heard someone say, you know, the church would be great if it wasn't for the people. Father, your church is amazing if it wasn't for the people. So, the Bible is clear that offenses will come. But on the grid, you can't walk in holding unforgiveness and being offended. Because the grid doesn't, the lights go off on the grid. And the supply of heaven does not work where there's unforgiveness. Somebody's getting it. Because we're going to get into work the grid. So quickly you must forgive people. And you got sometimes, because it's such painful things, you need to forgive them by faith sometimes. And say, Father, I choose forgiveness. That's for another day. Maybe on, in the week we'll speak about that. But here's the point we need to go into this morning. I want you to write this down, and those that are watching me, please type this in. If you do not understand the kingdom of God, you won't understand the Bible. If you have no understanding about the kingdom, the Bible becomes a mystery to you and just nice stories. Yet the Word of God is the very power of God that brings things alive in your life because the Word of God is living. It's living. So when you come into this kingdom, it's a kingdom of light. 
Every, listen to me, everybody's on a grid. There are only two grids in the earth. One that's operating out of darkness, that Satan controls, and one that is the kingdom of light, which God is con- in control over. So when God brings you and He saves you, He takes you out of this darkness, this kingdom of darkness. It's built on manipulation and fear and anger and hatred and it lacks integrity and impurity. That means I can get stuff from the grid and from the the kingdom of darkness with no moral obligation. I can live the way I want to live and it doesn't it, it's, it's got no connection to God and His kingdom. It is possible. So when you get into the kingdom of God, the first thing that God has got to settle is your father issues, your daddy issues. Have a look on the grid, and I want you to please um, write down what you have to write down, but my book is coming, and you need to order it, because it will be in the book. Amen. It's not cheap, because, let me get off that. 12 key points. It's called revelation. It's a kingdom government. 12 is the number for governmental order. 12 months in the year, 12 apostles, and there's so much more to teach on that. We'll leave that for the book. But you start off on the grid. By, I, I, I was just telling Pastor Brian this morning, we need to, we need to put it out. I, it's almost a game, you know, that you can have. That, that when you step onto a, it's all darkened. And all these key words are on the floor. That must become your prayer mat. That you go and stand on a certain thing. And it must light up. And you must be able to can stay on that thing. If sometimes it's just that somebody's got no revelation of the Father. And if you don't get this one right, the rest of the prayer means nothing. Because the law of first mention says, pay attention to the first thing mentioned because it governs the rest. It's called the law of first mention. So anytime you're hearing that, you can go and study that throughout the Bible. But it says when you pray, they said, teach us to pray. It says this is how you pray. You first bring, you were first thing addressing, you're addressing your father. And you watch how the enemy works overtime to destroy relationships between fathers and sons children and their fathers. Why? It is the beginning of you breaking the curse. So earthly fathers, you find you'll attack the men. Come on, ladies. Sometimes you just need to go and stand on that, on that, on that, that one and say, on this block and say, Father, give my family a fresh revelation of who you are. Because you see some of the men that are running around, you cannot be, you, they got children, but they're not fathers. They seed donors or sperm donors, but they've never been taught how to be a father. Why? Because they've never been made his son. You cannot be a father until you've been made God's son. I didn't know what it is to be a father. I created more damage with my children because I had no revelation about being a son in the house of God. 
It's when I started praying, Abba, Father. When I started calling upon my Father, the very Spirit of God came on the inside of me to teach me how to deal with my children, how to put down boundaries, how to discipline them without destroying them, how to speak properly to them, not to exacerbate them, not to wear them out with all the rules and not build a relationship with them. Some of you need to understand the power of the Our Father and you need to understand that you cannot get into a place of where the glory of God comes on your family until you stood in this place. And some of you just where you are right now, lift your hands and say, Father, give us a fresh revelation of who you are. Teach my husband, teach my children about the love of the Father. Teach them how to function in your kingdom. Bring them on the grid. Can somebody begin to pray that the grid will now begin to light up in their lives. Let the revelation, that's what it is. They were living in darkness, but they need to be walking in light. You need to go a little softer on that keyboard. Just a little softer. I don't want to compete with you. You need to understand the power of your, the, our Father. Because the reason why many people aren't on the grid, the reason why people cannot fulfill their destiny is because they don't understand the power of who the Father is. They don't understand that He is the source of everything. That whatever you need of everything else is a resource. Your job is a resource. Your boss is a resource. The mentors are resources. But God is your only source. Can somebody say, our Father this morning? Morning, because it is the beginning of everything that you need to live a life of successful of, of success on this grid. Everything begins to light up because if you don't go to the first one and begin to set things in order and begin to bring your life under his order and in his kingdom, the rest of the stuff remains a confusion to you. The lights remain off. So he'll attack your natural father. And so you'll end up with uncles, maybe, or somebody that just wants to raise you up. But what you need is not an uncle. You need a father. So God will add to your life a spiritual father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. You keep throwing out spiritual fathers. Who would tell you to do that? Because he just wants you to go and hang a bit with Stephen Furtick, a bit of T.D. Jakes, a bit of somebody else's word, Oh, Pastor Art was nice, and he wants you to hover around that and keep you not with, he wants to separate you from your father, and he wants to give you uncles. Because there's uncles in the spiritual business. <laughs> you have an uncle. <laughs> and his name is not Joshua Dor. Laban changed Jacob's wages 10 times kept him for 21 years not raising this boy to understand that he's actually got a destiny. And at the end of 21 years, this boy is so confused. He says, look, I just need to go back home to my father's house. Laban says, actually, let me tell you, please won't you stay because I've realized that God has blessed me because of you. Some of you don't know what's even on you. You hang out with the wrong people and you're not making any progress in life. It's been 21 years and you're going in the wrong direction. But God is giving you a spiritual father. And I pray that you begin to understand the importance of a father in your life. And because he's going to author your wisdom, it's the derailing of many people's destinies. It's called the orphan spirit. And God is calling you to get to a place where you begin to understand that I have a spiritual father. The enemy don't mind you hanging around with everybody else without submitting to a father. Why? 
Because your connection straight away, listen, listen, your heavenly father whom you've never seen will give you an earthly father, number one, to raise you up. And if your mother and your father forsake you, the Lord will take care of you. What will he do? He puts the lonely in a family. He connects you to a family because that's what God does. He brings you into a, a spiritual house and I pray that God sends you to fathers that will not manipulate you, that will not rob you of your destiny, but will raise you up and be, so that you can become all that God has called you to be. Because you see, you can be like a David who has a natural father who is embarrassed about him. D David's father was embarrassed about him because David was born out of wedlock. So when it was coming time for the next king and God said, it's coming out of that house, the father hid him. David's father was embarrassed and rejected him. Esther was an orphan. But both of them could fulfill their destiny in the kingdom of God. Are you hearing me? Because of who they connected to. In this realm of fathering and connecting with people, who you connected with is everything. Some of you, your whole life has been on hold for the last five years, six years, seven years because you've been hanging around with the wrong people. When you get into the Father's grid, when you come into the kingdom of God, you ask the prodigal son who hangs out, who takes from the grid and he goes and he hangs out and with, with, he goes to a foreign country, he goes and hangs out with the wrong people and he wastes his life on prodigal living. He finally comes to his senses. He says, on my father's grid, in that system, even the servants eat better than, than what I'm eating right now. He says, if I just get near him, I don't even want to be his son anymore. I don't deserve it. But if I can just hang out outside by that big wall that my daddy's got, even the servants will toss me some food that's better than the food I'm eating here. Because the world system's got no fathers. I will go back to my father and I will say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. Let me tell you, this boy did not come home because he, was, he, he wanted to honor his father. He came home because he was hungry. And yet, even if you're just like, you know, God, I made a mistake. I'm in a really terrible place. God will take you back. Because your father is a loving father. Come on, somebody. Because this is what God will do for you. So in Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 1, the word of the Lord came to me again saying, what do you mean when you use this proverb concerning the land of Israel? Saying, the fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. It means what the fathers have done has affected your life. Your fathers lived off the grid. Your fathers never had an understanding about the Our Father. I know that as years go on, there's deeper revelation coming to a generation. My father on his dying bed said to me, Son, if I knew better, I would have done better. What you have in this generation and the revelation that you got, I am telling you, if we knew what you knew, we'd be running just as fast as, you could, as, as you're running. But go and do what God has called you to do. That's what my daddy said. And don't hold it against your fathers. That's the number one thing. Because if, if you think that you're going to go and hold bitterness and unforgiveness against a previous generation, what are you doing? You're eating the seed. And that same bitterness, you pass down to the next generation. 
That's why you must be the generation that says, in this place, on this grid, I walk in forgiveness. Come on, somebody. Say, let it go. Somebody say, let it go. Say, let it go. It says, the Lord says, as I live, says the Lord God, you shall no longer, you can't use this proverb on the grid. What happened in the previous generation? The Lord says, if you let it go, I can start the brand new work in this generation. I see sons and daughters rising up in this generation and becoming all that God has called them to be. I see them forgiving. I see them holding on to God. I see all 12 lights lighting up in your life. I see the power of God's kingdom begin to move with you on this grid. Listen to what I'm saying to you today. Listen to what I'm saying to you today. If you see a man and a woman that is serving God and you watch them walking debt-free, fulfilling their purpose and having dominion, every one of them that, that lights, those lights of every one of those words are shining bright. They walked through every place and asked God for revelation. They have a revelation. And you watch them walk, debt-free, fulfilling purpose, full of peace. Because anytime you come into this place, it's a place of dominion. Where the kingdom of God and its force, you see the kingdom doesn't come just in word, it comes with power. The kingdom is a force. It is the very nature of God. Its dominion is the nature of God. So when you walk into whatever you're busy with, if it be agriculture or whether it be a business or whether it be to build a family or to get health in your body or whether it be to build the right relationships or to have vision or to walk with strategy or to walk with systems and structure or to go and be the CEO of the Four Change Foundation or to build finances and to get your money together or to get your life together or to bring order in your life. The power of the kingdom comes upon you and you begin to see the force of the kingdom. That's why we teach the things concerning the Lord Jesus Christ, but we preach the kingdom because our preaching is where the power is. It's breaking what's coming upon your home. It's destroying the lives of the enemy. It's bringing order into a dysfunctional mind, into a dysfunctional life. Your emotions are not everywhere anymore. No, no, my emotions are stable. I know who I am because the kingdom is a force. It's always at work within our midst. It's always making things work because don't underestimate this word the Lord says told me says son if you just preach it I'll do it if you just let the anointing flow I will perform the word Come on, somebody. No oppression in your life. No depression in your life. No more dysfunction in your life. No more fear in your life. No more poverty in your life. No more confusion in your life. No more inferiority in your life. No more low self-esteem. No more sickness and disease. No more loneliness. You're not alone anymore, child of God. You might be by yourself, but you are not lonely. Because you have a Father in heaven. Listen to this. The word is so rich. You can take this grid and every, the amount of scriptures on every single one of them. We can preach for days on this thing. Let's move. John 14, 1 verse 6. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? 
Go back one, please. Verse 5. What did they say? John 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. So Jesus is speaking to his disciples. It's written in red. He's making the connection. He says, you're looking for God. Believe also in me. Then he makes mention of something that's really powerful that has been preached at funerals, which has brought a lot of confusion. And today we're going to clear up this confusion. He says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, you there you may be also. And where I go, you know. Somebody say heaven. And the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus wasn't the destination. He was the gateway. The, his whole message was not about, he, it was about the Father. It was a revelation about the Father and the Father's house. He said, if you had known me, you would have known the Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him because you're seeing me. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it's sufficient for us. Jesus says, I am the way to the Father. I am the truth of the Father. And I am the life that flows from the Father. It was all about the Father. It was all about the Father. And the enemy will fight you with you and your Father. Natural Father, spiritual Father, because he knows ultimately you're going to have a problem to say, our Father. I've been with you all so long and yet you have not known me, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show me the Father? Show us the Father. Let me stop there. He says, in my Father's house are many mansions. So we preach and sing this, the song about one day in eternity that something's going to happen. That you're going to have a house and someone's going to have a shed because they've done nothing. That's not what he's saying. He says, I'm going to come back so you can be with me. When did he come back? On the day of Pentecost. You're not going home. You're home. The spiritual realm is your home. 
But in this father's house, there are many positions of authority. That means when I begin to function in the kingdom of God and make a connection with heaven, I start off in a place where my influence is so little. But as I grow in God, God can change my spiritual address. Because I become, there's a greater influence across the nations. Because I develop. And some of you have not understood the importance of growing in God. And you are babies, even though you have an inheritance. But because you refuse to grow, God has got to keep your life small. The message is the main thing Jesus came to reveal. It was about the Father. We've gone through that. John 17, 3 is what I want you to touch on quickly. And this is eternal life. That you may know, that they may know you. The only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Eternal life is not just about Jesus. It's about the Father and Jesus Christ. That's the message. So, let's go past this. I want to show you something. When you get in on the kingdom of God, God moves you to a place as you grow. He moves you to a place of where you become, have greater impact in the world. Because by this our Father is glorified that you produce much fruit. Put up, put up the, the chart for me quickly, please. Let's, let's go through this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. So you know, heaven is not just a house. I mean, there's no... Group 5 or some building company, construction company building houses there. It's spiritual. How natural is our thinking? Oh, I want window panes. Like what? It's positions of authority. So heaven, that's what you have. And the, the closer and the more ordered your life comes with heaven, the more power you experience in the earth. So Father in heaven, you use his name. So you know freedom has a name. His name is? Peace has a name. The name is? Come on, respond this morning. Joy has a name? Hallelujah. Breakthrough has a name? The first thing that you go and you say, Our Father, let your kingdom come. That means establish my life in purpose. So here's the important thing. The, the, the purposes of God is the, God is the most purposeful being ever. Everything that he made was for a purpose. You are not an accident. God, you were born for a purpose. Your gifting matters to God. And it's important that you discover your purpose. Listen, your destiny is decided, is, is, is given by God. But your destiny is decided by you. You make decisions based upon the purposes. So you can't go to you and ask you about your purpose. You've got to go to the Father. Because he's the source. And here's the powerful thing about purpose. Purpose not only sets your priorities. Purpose gives you, shows you problems. Now you're quiet. Anytime you come into the kingdom of God, 
The world needs problem solvers. How many of you know that the world's got some serious problems? When you come onto the grid and you begin to pray for thy kingdom come, God shows you the purpose for which you were born. Because it's attached to a problem that the world is having. So David's anointed. And straight after he's anointed, here comes Goliath. Because it's Goliath that makes David famous. It's the problem that's going to make you famous. You need to now understand the power of becoming a problem solver. If you pray to be an answer to someone's problem, you will never need to pray for money ever again. Because remember, there is, you cannot serve God and mammon. So the world's grid system will pay you to keep you there. And they'll give you and offer you money. And money answers all things. So if it can give you a holiday, it gives you a new car, you stay in the system because that's what he pays you with. But he'll exchange your soul. You'll take your soul, give you money, so that you die empty and not fulfilling purpose. And that it doesn't bring your life, doesn't bring glory to God. But when God brings you onto, the, onto his grid, you don't pray for money. You pray for the problem that you were called to solve. You want that problem to rise up. You want the agricultural barren land that's been standing for seven years and there's nobody operating it, Pastor Graham. You want that problem to come up because you are the answer to that thing and it's going to pay you whatever you need because this is the kingdom. You are here to solve problems. You are not looking for money. You are not looking for money. Anybody that goes starting a business for money, you know that the spirit of mammon is going to control you, control your decisions, where you live, where you eat, the devil is a liar. We never came onto this grid for money. We came here for purpose. We came here to solve problems. We are here doing what the Father's called us to do. And when you solve the problems, you will drive the car that you want to drive. You will stay in the house you want to stay. You will travel where you want to travel because the kingdom of heaven does not Yes, Lord. Do you understand that heaven has got paving bricks and it's made of gold? God says, let me show you the thing that you're hoarding, the thing that you're working hard for, we throw it down as paving bricks. And we say, walk on the stuff. Come on, somebody. Can somebody praise the Lord? Because these are just things, man. These are just things. These things must be added. When the kingdom is first, when the anointing is upon your life, when you're solving a problem, God's going to make sure you come up into a high place and you're going to become all that God has called you to be. Somebody shout, yes. When I get aligned with God and I solve problems in the kingdom of God, nobody in heaven is going to celebrate how much you earned. This world will ask you, oh, you got an increase. Oh, you got this. No one in heaven is celebrating that. They're only celebrating problem solvers. And that's why you need the anointing. Number 11 is the power. Because the Holy Spirit, it's the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. When the anointing is on me, the world's going to pay me. 
Because when David is anointed, he comes in before he even kills Goliath. He says, no, you need to tell me, what does someone get if I use the anointing upon this problem? Because Goliath is a, a God-sized problem that only the anointed can solve. David says, I want to know what I get. They said, well, you're going to get debt-free living and you're going to get entrance to the palace and, and the like. David says, I'll take it. Takes the giant's head off. David not only becomes famous, but God's got this boy on a road to greatness. Because God promotes you through problems that you solve. And anybody that comes into the church, and we're announcing it in the heavenlies, when you come back to church, you're going to come back as a problem solver. You are not going to be a problem to the church anymore. You're not going to come and complain about carpets and tiles. It's too hot, it's too cold, it's too loud, whatever. I am praying for you this today, and we've been praying for you, that you're becoming a problem solver. You, there's things inside of you that the kingdom needs. God brought you on the grid, and it's time for you to pray like never before, and say, my Father who is in heaven, show me the problem I was born to solve solve. Show me the problem that I must step onto a land and say this land belongs to the kingdom. This thing will be solved and I'm going to be paid for it in Jesus' name. Take your children and begin to pray for them that they come onto the grid. Watch now. John the Baptist comes onto the, onto the scene. Look at his message. Luke chapter 117. He's in the purposes of God. Now remember, nobody understood fathering. In fact, of the 99 names of Allah, not one is father. Nobody. There's a woman who wrote a book from Islam. She said, uh, a Muslim woman, when she converted, she said, I, the book, you must read it. It's called, I Dare to Call Him Father. Something happens on the inside of you when you understand that you have a Father in heaven. Do you understand where you get the confidence from? Do you understand that you know that when you ask your father anything, he's going to give it to you? He can't give you a stone. He can't give you a scorpion. He'll give you the bread. He'll give you the Holy Spirit if you ask. Because your father's a good, good father. It's his good pleasure to give you his kingdom. So that builds your confidence. That's why Jesus could say, Father, I feel to get out of alignment with your will. Because this garden of Gethsemane and this thing in front of me is a problem. And he was able to stay through the process because of one thing only. He knew his father. If this cup can pass, but nevertheless, not my will, let me remain aligned to your will. Tough seasons allows you to go through because of one reason only. Not because you're so strong. Because Satan can destroy the strongest of us. It's only for one reason we can overcome. Because we have a father. John the Baptist comes. And here's what he's going to carry. Here's is his purpose. He is standing between the Old Testament and the New Testament. 400 years God is not speaking. The last word in the, in the Old Testament in Malachi is curse. The curse will remain until the hearts of the children are turned to the father and the father to the children. He'll, John the Baptist comes as a forerunner and a carrier of this message. 
and he stands in the wilderness, hears his purpose, hears his message. And he will also go before him, so he's going to come before Jesus, in the spirit and the power of Elijah. To do what? To turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. It's the spirit of restoring fathers. When you come into the kingdom of God, you'll find your, God will tell you, go and forgive your father. But my father's dead. My father's passed on. You can still forgive him. You go before God, your father, and you let it go. Because you want, you know, women, hear me, you've come out of your woman's month. But you know how many women are pushing for feminism and, and their hatred that they're spewing towards men? And their children are watching. Not all men are dogs. And the more you raise up your children like that, what do you think they're going to, they, they, they even struggle to say yes to another man. And men are just sitting back and thinking, well, what's the point? Because this fathering spirit, this when you come into the kingdom of God, it's a spirit that God puts on the inside of you to heal your brokenness. Oh, pastor, you don't understand. I was born on the wrong side of the tracks. We were all there. God had to do work in all of us to forgive our fathers. And for many of you, you need to forgive this father and your own father. For your own sake. John the Baptist gets killed. His head comes off. Because there was a king, Herod. This young girl is dancing for him. And he says, I'll give you whatever you want, up to half of my kingdom. And when she's dancing for this king, she must have been, it must have been a dance and a half, man. I mean, pray for Cardi B. Let me get <laughs> She goes to her mother, she says, this is what has been offered. She says, tell them we want John the Baptist's head. Because Jezebel hates fathers. There are no fathers in her realm. And everybody in her realm does not produce anything. You need to get, make sure that you are not serving an uncle, Laban, or in the realm of Jezebel. You better find a, a father that can father you. And tell you which way to go in, and, and author your wisdom. Let me, let me, let me, just give me the grid one more time. This is what God's going to do with you. He's going he's to give you problems to solve. The problem is going to make you famous. It's going to bring you to the top. It's going to put you in charge of a domain. That's point number 10. So it becomes that I now become influential in a certain area. But it's not with a moral obligation because remember, this is the Father's grid. This is about the Father's business. Jesus said, it must be about my father's business. I need to go and make sure that every single one of these, I stay aligned with God. I bring order into my life. I then get revelation for the season that I'm in. I understand this is a debt-free zone. We don't hold grudges here. We don't walk in unforgiveness here because the lights goes off. The power supply trips every time I walk in unforgiveness. But then the, the, the key thing about this thing is that when I get into this, onto this grid, I see my life progress every single day. 
I see change taking place in my life. I see God ordering my steps every single day. I don't see me walking around the wilderness another 20 years, another 10 years. No, no. I can look at a thing and I say, but you're going nowhere with your life. Listen to me, woman of God. How long are you going to hang on to that man that's going nowhere? Yes, you made a mistake. Get up from where you are and move forward with God because God, your Father, will take care of you. Stop leaning upon Laban, your uncle, and stop hanging around with Jezebel because it's time for you to become fruitful for the kingdom of God. Think how many years you've lost because you hung out with the wrong people. Can you get up from where you are and say, it's time for me to become productive. I need to progress with God. By now, I should have been debt-free. By now, I should have own that land. By now I should have already moved forward with the purposes of God. Acknowledge that you've been hanging out to the wrong people. And God will save you. But then he brings you to a place of dominion. Now he shows you agriculture feeding the nations and the millions that's in you, Pastor Graham. It's in you. I, I saw it many years ago when you spoke to me. But you weren't ready for the message. I looked at you and I said, I'm telling you what is here. You see, here's the deal. I don't get to make you my son. You make me your father. Because that day is the day you choose to submit and say, can you tell me your wisdom of what we should do? I can tell you many people that just refused. The prodigal son, his father, never went looking for him. He stood and waited until he came to his senses. It's time that you come to your senses. It's spring. It's 2020. You've lost years. It's time to get it right. But listen what God is doing. You were made for dominion. Psalms 8, 6. You were made to have dominion over all the works of his hands. You are here to solve problems. You're not asking for things. Things are added. God wants you on the top of that mountain because if you take territory, all the houses and cars that are parked in the, in the, in the houses, the, the triple garage and all of its furniture that's in the house, if you took the territory and it's debt-free, the house comes with a debt-freeness and all the things in it. You don't work for those things. Those things are added when you start to think like a son that needs to take territory. Please hear me. There are things that God allowed the enemy to build. And it's just the way you like it. It's called your domain of influence. Now let me read. Matthew chapter 5 verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor... How shall it be seasoned? You know, what's, you know what's the flavor of the salt? The whole purpose, I mean, salt is supposed to make your food salty, but imagine like it's like putting, it's like putting, well, sand may be a bad one to describe, but it's almost putting something, like it's no point of having and putting it into your food because it's brought out no flavors. It's useless. That's the character of who you are. When you, even though you are gifted and God wants to send you, but because of your unforgiveness, because of your sin, because of you sleeping with the world, because of you compromising, because of your character, you become good for nothing. That's what it means. 
You're good. But your goodness means nothing to anybody. If you don't know your gift and you don't hold your integrity, when you come in on, the, on this grid, it's about righteousness. Whoever works righteousness, doing what is right, seeking first the kingdom of God, honoring God with your money, your whole life comes into order when you come onto this grid. You don't go and spend your, your time with the world, get half drunk, come to church on a Sunday morning. No, my life is on here. There's no other world for me. Revelation comes from every one of them on the grid. I need time now to go and spend time with God. Father, give me the revelation for the season. Give me a strategy for the season. Because I don't want my steps to be, I don't want to stumble. I don't want to be hanging out with the wrong people. Your father, this is his grid. He owns it. It's his kingdom. It's for his kingdom. It's his power. It's for his glory. He's going to elevate you to a domain. He's going to give you influential power wherever you go. But it's for, it's for His glory. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, some of you need to get back to church. Because your Friday nights, you're hanging out with all the DJs and playing in every room and messing up. And your spiritual life is in a mess. How shall it be seasoned? It's then good for nothing. God made you good, but you can become nothing by your lifestyle. But to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men, people will mock you, man. I thought you were saved. They mock you. You were supposed to be walking in dominion. You were made for dominion. You are a light of the, of the world. What? You are the light. It's called domain, your domain, your dominion. It's supposed to light up. Everything about your life was supposed to light up. My time's up. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light the lamp if God's going to light you up on his grid. Nor do they light the lamp and put it under a basket. God's not going to hide your gift. But on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. You were supposed to be that for the kingdom of God. In your domain. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father is in heaven. That's the end game. That's the end game. Is to, that they would see what you are doing and bring glory to your Father in heaven. That's the end game. Go back. Let me, do you have it in the Message Bible? M Matthew chapter 5 verse 13. Do you have the message? If you don't have, say no. Cool. Let me read. Here's another way to put it. You are here to be light. Bring out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. When God's going to promote you on your domain, when you're going to say, Father, this is your kingdom, when he promotes you up there, this is God's not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this. As public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. Let me tell you why you are here. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? Because you've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage.
May the Lord begin to speak to you and what God has been dealing with us. My time is up. I got much more to preach about, but my time is up. God is calling you as a son to deal with that orphan spirit. To deal with the things that are keeping you from operating and praying on the grid. The grid is serious. It's for people's destinies. You can take your child, you can call their name this morning. We're going to call for the family blessing upon this moment. And we're going to ask God to do something in your life and your family that's going to raise up your children and your family in such a way that their lives are going to shine for the kingdom of God. Come on, give us an amen right now. I want to come into agreement right now that you can call your children's name. You can call your surname, your family name. Put it on the grid. Say this morning, Father, I'm lifting up the Holland name before you stand to your feet this morning. And say, Lord, based upon this word that I received this morning, I want now to bring them onto the grid. And I want to plug them in on God, on your system. That, Lord, as we work this grid through prayer, you are going to work their lives for your kingdom and for your glory. Light them up for your glory. Make them salty, my God. Make them come after you with everything. I lift up the Holland name before you. I lift up my children before you. I lift up my grandchildren before you. They're all going to shine for your kingdom and for your glory. Come on, pray with me this morning. Lift up, put it, type in your family name over there. We're going to start praying for Eli. I kept on hearing Eli in my spirit. Eli in my spirit. Father, touch this boy. Strengthen him, Father. Let his life light up on the grid. Let his life shine. Let his light shine for your kingdom and for your glory. Can somebody begin to clap their hands right now? Call Judah onto the grid. Call Eli onto the grid. Call Israel onto the grid. Call your children's names. Put them on the grid this morning. Let the power. Oh, call Timothy onto the grid. Oh, call Paul onto the grid. Oh, Father, light up their lives right now. Let it shine, oh God. Let their lives shine, oh God. Let it shine oh God come on come on Lord let it shine Lord only you can do it my God pray that God will touch you in a special way this morning. I pray that your life begin to light up for the kingdom of God. I pray that you become a light bearer for God. I pray that you become a problem solver to your generation. I pray that you bring glory to the Father. I pray that your life will make progress. I prophesy that over your feet in the season, the month of September, you will manifest. But there'll be progress all around you. That God's going to send you the right people in the season. The deals that have been hanging for all these weeks, Brian, I command in Jesus' mighty name, the delay be over in Jesus' mighty name, that we can make progress. Come on, somebody move your feet and say, Lord, speed for my feet. Speed for my feet. This is a move. This is a move. Woo! Let it move. Your feet will move in this season. Your feet's gonna move. I command it to be so. Your feet's gonna move. We are here for you, Lord. We are here for you, Lord. We 
listen to me. Come and do Lift your hands. You Surrender, Lord. Pastor Graham, we're having communion. Miracles coming in your home this morning. Communion. It's your blood bought right to be healed in Jesus' name, to have peace in your mind. If your earthly father has failed and there's been problems, today I'm praying for the Spirit of the Lord to come upon you and to heal your broken heart. We're praying over families this morning. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Your communion elements this morning. I am telling you, divine health is your portion on this grid. Divine health, it's been paid for. Healing has a name. His name is Jesus. You are in covenant with Almighty God. You are in covenant with Almighty God. If you've never received Jesus as Lord and Savior, you receive Him, you receive the Father. If you never said yes to Jesus, today is a good day. Today is the day of salvation. Because Jesus is the way to the, He is the truth and the life to the Father. Won't you receive Him this morning? If you've never been born again, now's the time to pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I believe you died on the cross for a sinner like me. Come into my heart. Cleanse me of my sin. Give me a brand new start. Let me live for you. Do I receive you as my Lord and as my Savior? According to Romans chapter 10, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, you are saved. The blood has cleansed you. Now you have a heavenly Father and you can pray with boldness. And now you are in a family that there's divine health in, in, in heaven. No, no sickness, no depression, no fear, none of that in heaven. Receive. As a covenant, His body was broken for you so that you can have divine health emotionally, physically, mentally. Anything that's dysfunctional, I command it comes into order. Receive your healing this morning in Jesus' name. This is a covenant meal. This is a covenant meal. You are in covenant with your Father. You have victory in every area of your life because of the blood of Jesus. Strength is yours. No more weakness. Your body is strong. Your mind is strong. You can get up from where you are and you can become all that God has called you to be. 
You can go and pray over that grid and your life will light up with the kingdom of God because what He's done for me, He'll do for you. He's no respecter of persons. God shows no favoritism. Any nation, anyone, in any nation who works righteousness is accepted by Him. God's favor is upon you. Receive His forgiveness. It's a new day. It's a new season. Amen. Pastors, you will pray over the families. Father, we just come to you in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, you are a faithful God, the covenant-keeping God. You keep your covenant and loyalty to a thousand generations. Father, today we lift up every one of our children, my God. Every family will now align with the kingdom prayer grid, my God. Every one of us now operating according to what you've designed for our lives in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you, Father God, that you are restoring the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers, my God. I thank you that we are praying right now because that's when salvation will come when the hearts of the fathers are uh, well revival will come when the hearts of the fathers are turned to the children and the children to the fathers we decree and declaring right now that it is so in the name of Jesus the heart father God our children will know the love of the father they will be rooted and grounded in the love of God for them my God I thank you that from today father God every family now is aligned with kingdom purpose and destiny in the name of Jesus I'm decreeing and declaring right now everything that is out of alignment now comes into divine alignment you're under heaven's the assignment for your life right now declaring heaven's order right now I'm speaking order into your family speaking order into your relationships right now in the name of Jesus I decree and declare son and daughter you will live out your your God-given purpose in the earth. God, remember, God sits on high but He's looking low. He is visiting your family right now. He is showing you what you've been born for. He has raised you for a time such as this. In the name of Jesus, your glory will manifest. I thank you, Father God. I decree and declare healing, wholeness and forgiveness will flow in every family right now, my God. For Jesus is our forgiveness. We have forgiveness in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, that people will begin to repent, my God. Sons and daughters, my God, repenting, turning, Father, toward you in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father. I see, my God, where people have been walking off the path. I thank you, Father. There's a divine alignment coming right now that their feet are bound to paths of righteousness. Oh, they established in you, my God. I thank you, Father God, and decree and declare that their lives will bring you glory in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you that salvation has come to their homes, my God. I thank you that every member of the family, my God, will know who you are. They will get a revelation of the love of the Father. They will get a revelation of what the kingdom has come, that the kingdom has come to bring them into all that you have for them. In the name of Jesus, we declared to be so. Our families blessed in all the earth, my God. For the anointing of God is upon the families. I believe it right now and I've declared it right now. In the name of Jesus, Kingdom Life Embassy, every partner across the globe, 
You are blessed of the Lord. You will prosper in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Amen and amen. God bless you. We want to receive an offering this morning. And um, we need your help this morning. We have families that we have to feed. And the family, the package to feed a family, it's 400 rand. And we have many families that we need to feed still this month. So we'd like you to contribute and just put that on as part of our We Care project. The, on the screen it will come up. It will show you what it is. Acts chapter 20 verse 35, I've shown you in every way. By laboring like this, that you must support the weak. And remember the words of, our, of the Lord Jesus. That he said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Thank you for your generosity. And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. I pray your blessing upon you and your giving. If the Lord's laid in your hearts to feed a family, that you can set aside some money for that, we really appreciate it to help our families all in the ministry. Thank you for all our partners across the globe. Thank you for your giving. Thank you for your generosity. And may the Lord bless you. May you feel what God feels when he blesses you. It's more blessed to give than to receive. May you have the same sense of that spirit, of the generosity, being in the kingdom of God, that, are, that blesses somebody else because you are blessed already on the grid. The Lord bless you and strengthen you. We love you. We appreciate you. You will go from strength to strength and from glory to glory. Your family will always win in life. Always. Always. Your children will win on this grid as you pray. God will bring revelation for the season that you're in. But I see you progressing. I see you coming back with testimonies. I see the blessing of the Lord increasing you on every side. I see you stronger than ever before. From glory to glory, from strength to strength, we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen.